that's a crisis management you want to have, mm-hmm. not your leader who's trying to lead a group, but the travel agent who's here stateside to be able to help with crisis. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Marcotte. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Jeremy Marcotte, and I'm here with Matt Rouse. Say hi, Matt. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, today we have Julie Golzarian from All Plan Travel. Hi, Julie. Hi, good morning. Good morning. And we're going to talk about how travel agents still actually exist. I don't believe it. Well, she's here. She's in front of us. <laughs> she exists. I know so that's at true. At least one. So, hey, just to get off topic before we even start. Perfect. I actually met with Julie and another travel agent when she was trying to decide if she wanted to become a travel agent. Yeah. And so I was like, from the beginning, kind of like saw the whole from start to where she is now and what like this travel agent journey she's been on. And, and that's kind of really why I wanted you to be on the show, because it's been like quite the experience for you, I'm sure. But also it's like, you know, you've really grown your business really quickly. And, you know, we like to have successful people on. And so anyways, not to get you too riled up at the start, she's going to be a big ego before we get she's, going. She's blushing already. I know. All right. All right, so, so let's roll. It's easy, Julie. Who are you and what do you do? Hi, everybody. I'm Julie Golzarian of All Plan Travel. I'm a small business owner, a senior travel planner and a travel blogger and a former software engineer. So that's my transition to travel was having been a software engineer and a planner for software. And now I just plan people's trips. So it's very similar in many ways. Except with less bugs, hopefully. <laughs> True. Absolutely. What, which kind of bugs? Software bugs or <laughs> implementation or bugs, problems bugs. or any kinds of bugs? Switching bugs for bugs. If you're on vacation and you have to, like, go out and crush bugs, that's not probably the best vacation ever. Absolutely not. (laughs) We're going to talk about that later. Brilliant. All right. So most people use sites like Expedia. Honestly, when I book a flight or when I'm looking to go someplace, I go to that little website called Google. I type it in and then it says, hey, here's a travel itinerary. Like, here's your hotel. Here's your car. Here's your all of the things. Right. So with that, a lot of travel agents kind of disappeared. They just fell off the face of the planet because if everything's being done for you and so quickly, why would I need to talk to a real person? So can you tell us like why there's kind of this little resurgence of travel agents versus people just using Expedia and stuff like that? Absolutely. So, you know, Expedia for domestic trips or flights only can can work. I think what happens with a lot of people is if they book a trip themselves and they have any kind of problems with the hotel, problems with the airline, cancel flights, it's on them. They're going to be the ones that are going to have to fix it. So the advantage of a travel agent, especially with foreign travel or group travel, is you don't want to be the one who has to deal with problems. So having that advocate who knows the management, who tours the hotels, who has direct access to Alaska Airlines, you know, resolution department and and American Airlines and all the other airlines, having that advocate is where a travel agent can really help people to not have to be stuck, not have to be in a crisis mode on a vacation while they're touring castles in Europe, Mm -hmm. right? 
Uh, Which happens. You were speaking at one of our BNI events about yes. somebody who had a problem like that. Do you want to tell us that's that story? exactly that's exactly. Yeah. So from time to time, I'll have a client who's on his vacation. That was a conference in Europe. He was touring castles in Scotland, actually, and got a little just a little email from American that said, hey, by the way, we've canceled your flight home in three days. You have no way to get home. So he forwarded me that email. I immediately spent about oh my gosh, four to eight hours on hold and with various airlines trying to get him home. And the solution that American had, I didn't like at all. And so I went with one of their partners, British Airways, actually took my client for no charge from Europe, from England, all the way to Seattle. And so they at least got home to Seattle. And from Seattle, they rented a car and drove home. The only solution that American was coming up with, and he wouldn't have had any way to solve this except through me and through a travel agent. American solution was to send him to Phoenix, have him sit in Phoenix for two days, and then fly him to Eugene. And then from Eugene, they'd have to fly home. And they would literally have missed two or three days of work. So that's where a travel agent can really, with resources... And and I'm a problem solver at heart. I will not. I'm an advocate, too. I will not allow an airline to mess with my people. Just recently, I literally bought my tickets to my honeymoon couple when American canceled their flights. I didn't want their honeymoon ruined. And so I just I bought them flights on Alaska. I just cannot tolerate when my people have a problem. I fix it. I fix it. So it's things like that and experiences like that that make you kind of move from one airline to another. Absolutely. I'm I'm sure it's got to be the same for hotels, too, right? Absolutely. book people in a hotel experience and they have a crappy experience eh, okay maybe it was a fluke but second time we're like, oh that's right okay that's exa- and that's why I have a list sort of a do not fly list on the airlines I don't like to book people on and I avoid them especially right now many of your listeners may know the 737 max series has a problem with grounding a lot of airlines have those carriers being grounded and so mm-hmm. there's a lot of flight cancellations Southwest and American especially so be careful if you think you're going somewhere on those flights yeah. they and may you be can canceled. see what the plane was on your ticket right like sometimes most of the time, sometimes yeah. not yeah yeah but you'll get a notification if your flight's been canceled usually a couple right. days before which is not good. I mean, we're not here to talk specifically about which airlines are crappy. I think most of our business travelers have a good idea, right? Already. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Like, I just had to book a flight with somebody I don't necessarily want to because it's the only one that I could use my points for, but yeah. I'm sticking some money on the backup just in case, right? I'm like, absolutely. I'm ready for them to screw it up. <laughs> but you want to have that backup that's plan. That's right. I got a backup plan already. So... Jeremy, you got another question, I, I right? I do, yeah, it's, and it's along the lines of business owners right. and stuff sure. like that. Yeah. So, Matt, kind of the perfect example here. He booked his own flight, yeah. and, you know, it's a domestic flight, so it is what it is, right? But he booked it on an airline that might not necessarily get in there on time, or it's up in the air. So what can a travel agent do to help a business owner or their admin staff do that? And to save them like time and money and planning and and stuff like that. Sure, sure. Uh, Quite a few of my clients are small business owners. One in particular is an interpreter. The name of her company is here in Beaverton, Verbio. And she does translation all over the world with a pretty large staff, lots and lots of languages. And so I constantly set up travel for her and her staff. And I think what's really helpful to her and to any small business owner is knowing that they can make a phone call. I have her employees on file for their with their passports, legal names, birthdays, like all 
all that accountability of getting the name right for TSA, mm -hmm. that's on me. And so that's really huge to not, for business owners to know, hey, it's going to be done. It's going to be done right. Mm -hmm. I think having that where I tour the hotels and I know where they are and I know the management staff, that helps a lot. And I think for the airlines, one of the things people don't realize, we have a direct number for crisis resolution. So you may be in a line of 200 after your flight cancellation. And if you're working with a travel agent, we can direct call a solutions department who will try to help us while you're still in line. I've had clients who are standing in line, give me a call and I'll have a new flight for them before they even get to the counter. Wow. So that's really, really huge. But again, travel agents are better at doing packages with flights and hotels and rental cars and all of that. Flights alone, we go out of business because we have too many problems with flights only. Right. <laughs> so if you're, so I'll give you a good example. So our company has two offices, and one of them is in Costa Rica. Sure. So if I want to get all of my staff, yeah. and we all want to go to Costa Rica, yes. then that is something that obviously, I mean, I could have my admin person go and book all of the flights, find a place to stay, hope that it's good. They can look at some pictures on Expedia or something, but I mean, those pictures are going to be eight years old or whatever, right? That's Who knows right. if it's That's under right. construction or whatever the problem That's right. is, That's right? right? So rather than have them do all that time... Right. It doesn't cost me anything different to have you do it instead of me paying my admin to do it, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And in fact, I'm going to give you some things your admin's not going to be able to do. I happen to have a great hotel that I've sent tons of clients to in Costa Rica. I know it well, and I have enough credit right now with that hotel that every one of your staff members could go there and get a free massage. I have 40 well, that sounds terrible. free massages. <laughs> yeah, they don't have to. We can give them something else. <laughs> it's true. But uh, there's definitely those perks that I can give you. And there's also, with group travel, there's extra amenities that we can negotiate. I can have right. extra amenities. Maybe your room would be upgraded. Maybe somebody in your in your group needs a specific, maybe they're gluten-free, maybe they're vegetarian. We can right. find and accommodate those kinds of things for you. Yeah. Oh, I, I can speak to that, actually. I was on a trip that Julie planned, and the meals for most guests weren't necessarily included in the price of the hotel and the, the resort that we stayed at, but she worked it with the group to where, you know, one meal, well, three meals a day, I guess, so breakfast, lunch, and dinner were covered under, you know, right. all I forgot you went class. on that trip with the group, and because and, I didn't know until you got back that Julie was the one who planned that trip. Uh, yeah, I didn't know until almost a year yeah. later that Julie yeah. planned it. I do all of her trips. Um, so, That's right. yeah, yeah it's, it was it was so awesome. So how was it? It was good? It was the best trip ever. Everything was taken care of from the moment we bought our own plane tickets because we bought them a week before we flew out. After we got our passports out, it was crazy. We got our passports on February 7th. Yeah, we I remember you trying to leave to get the country on Valentine's Day, and it was insane. That it was, was a long crazy. flight. I know that and trip. Yeah, 14 hours was the to longest Thailand, flight right? to Thailand. Yeah, and we had a four-year-old at the time, and he took it like a champ. Did you leave him in Thailand? Uh, <laughs> he would have loved to have stayed. There was this little hut that served pizza, and he but called You said you had one at the time, and I'm like... Well, he's so, four. Now he's five. Oh, now he's five. Oh, going you, you on 40. You didn't just leave him behind. No, no. But anyway, having all of that stuff taken care of was great because you show up and you're there to relax. You're not there to try to figure out, well, well crap, where's my next meal coming from? How much money do I have in my budget? All of those things. It's good to know those things. But at the same rate, when you can go and know that you're at least going to have food and comfort, then that extra worry of, oh, man, did I spend too much on this trip is is right. not really there. 
Yeah, and I'll tell you something about that. The next trip after the one that you went on, Mm -hmm. I set that one up, and one of the gentlemen, an older gentleman, lost his passport in Costa Rica Mm -hmm. two days before he was to fly home. So that's where he called me. I worked it out where I knew where the consulate's office was, helped him get an appointment. He was able to rent a car, drive there, get a passport in a day, and fly home. That's a crisis management you want to have, Mm -hmm. not your leader who's trying to lead a group, but the travel agent who's here stateside to be able to help with crisis. And as a business owner, I can say that I don't want to deal with that shit. Exactly. You don't. (laughs) You're leading a group and you've got other employees to deal with. Yeah, you got stuff to do. You want to say, Julie, help my friend. He did this XYZ thing. Right. And you want to know somebody's got your back. They're going to take care of it, get it done. Yeah. And he's grateful. He got home. Right. So you're a little different than most travel agents, right? So a lot of travel agents stay where they're at for the most part and they look at hotels online or they read reviews, whatever, they find a hotel, you take that like 10 steps further, mm-hmm. right? So you you do the research online, you find the hotels, you see what they look like, but then you actually go to that hotel and take a tour and stay in it and see how things are like, right? That's exactly right. In fact, I have a group going in August next month to a villa in Tuscany, Italy, and I personally went there in May and I toured it. I stayed there. I took the pizza class. I went into Florence. It's outside Florence. I did every pre-thing you could imagine to try to make sure when my group goes there, they're going to have a fantastic time. And I sell a lot of that villa. So mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure I could you know, be an advocate and be able to help clients. And so now I know the concierge there and it's really affordable. That's one thing when I find a location that's affordable, that's beautiful, that's a win-win. And that's where I send people to those places when I find them and I blog about it. So yeah, that's absolutely do the extra mile to go physically, see the place and meet the management teams. So let me slightly off topic again. It's my job. Don't look (laughs) at me like that, Jeremy. Just kidding. So what's your favorite place to go? So, well, if you ask my husband, he loves Kauai. He goes there constantly. I'm a little more creative than that. Recently, when I toured that villa in Tuscany, I really liked that. I did a day trip, 13-hour day trip to Cinque Terre, which was one of my favorite places ever. I loved Cinque Terre. Again, Barcelona, Spain was really nice. So in May, I saw four countries, 14 cities. It was amazing. But in June, I was really surprised I toured Jamaica, and they didn't think I would like Jamaica. I love Jamaica. I really right. did. So, so far my favorites, Kauai, Singaterra, Jamaica, but there's just, there's something amazing about everywhere. I love Puerto Vallarta. That's another great place for West Coast people. And I've right. toured about 30 hotels there. I love Puerto Vallarta. So every month that might change, <laughs> but right. right now that's what, those are my favorites. That's your favorite current ones. So exactly. I want to play devil's advocate on sure. that. Sure. What are a couple of places that you don't send people to? Like you help them actively avoid these places. Yeah, well, so I toured Key West probably last summer, and there was a place there that was the Expedia special of the day, and it looked beautiful. The pictures looked amazing. It was four acres of pristine beachfront, white powder beaches. I went there. It had been hit by a hurricane, sadly. It was in really bad shape. She still had the same pictures from 20 years ago, the owner I met. Mm. And uh, I toured a room that was horrendous. It had blood on the shower curtain. It had dead bugs in the corner, filthy walls, tiny twin bed, had a door to the next room with a dresser in front of it. And I just thought, you know what? This is not a place. It was $269 a night, by the way. I mean, a dresser instead of a lock. Yeah. 
Correct. Right. And so I thought to myself, some poor soul is going to see that on Expedia. He's going to book it. He's going to show up. And it's going to be just a really sad situation because they paid a lot of money. They got all the way there. And it was not a place I recommend. Mm. I have pictures that I show clients. And it's sad. But when I tour after hurricanes because I want to make sure they've rebuilt it. I want to make sure my clients are there and they're happy. And it's not fake pictures. It's recovered enough to have a good experience. That's important to me. Mm. That was the worst place I think I'd ever toured. There's right. a few others who were pretty bad, but that was the worst. And so not Key West in general, just kind of that one just specific Just that one specific place, hotel. Yeah. yeah, most destinations have some redeeming factors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. What do they call it? When the people go on the tourists to like the dangerous places. Oh, yeah. I've had I a saw, few. I saw a like Nicaragua. documentary hmm. on it. Yeah, people were going to like. Uganda. Uganda. Yeah. I get, I get people. They were going to like Fukushima. And like Chernobyl. Chernobyl. That's, you know, that's a hot spot right now. Chernobyl, which is shocking. It's been a hot spot for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) To actually go there, though. That's right. Yeah, Um, scary. I watched a documentary, squirreling a little bit, you know, just to let you know. They built this massive megastructure to actually go over the reactor. They had to build it 300 yards away. They built the first half, moved it closer, built the second half, moved it closer, put it together, and then... They moved this entire megastructure over the Chernobyl reactor with robots and cranes and stuff in there. And they started actually like pulling it apart. And now they're just like, well, what do we do with this stuff anyway? Because it's going to be another like right. 10,000 years yeah. before yeah. that. So they got is some time. Safe. Kind of. <laughs> right? They only put a hundred year warranty on the <laughs> megastructure. Oh, no. Right. And if they don't get it figured out and at least figure out how to kind of contain it, then they're going to have to build a structure that's even bigger than the megastructure that they currently have in place. And it's just they have a hundred years to figure this out and what to do with so it. So you've only got about safe 60, 70 years to go visit Chernobyl before you're going to get irradiated. Yeah. Better tour that that's place. not a place. That's not a place I You're recommend. Not tour it? No, no, it's not a place or I tour recommend. Like during hurricanes instead of after. Kind yeah, of the storm yeah, chaser. That's, that's just not a place I, I I really try to avoid any place where I think it's gonna be dangerous because I want to keep my clients. That's right. <laughs> yeah, if your clients all die, then it's really hard it's, to keep your business. That's right. Customers are not Unless you're in like that's you know, right. the mortuary business or something. You still don't but get them back. You get one time. Just one time. And right? yeah, yeah. Anyway, that took a dark turn. That's Congratulations. Right. <laughs> so people travel, people like to travel. You travel. A lot. A lot. Like you've given yourself tennis elbow from traveling my all luggage. the time. So do you have any good travel hacks or tips for, for people that don't travel very often? Or Yeah, actually, there's a couple of things that are important. I am um, speaking of traveling a lot. So in September, I'm going to be touring all over the Bahamas and the Caribbean. And in October of this year, I'm going to be in Australia for three weeks. Wow. So I'm constantly packing. So I actually teach classes on packing because I do it so darn much. Hmm. So a couple of tricks people don't realize that are really important. When I pack, I I use these airtight, they look like gigantic Ziploc bags, and I put my stuff, my clothes in there, get all the air out, suck it out, and then zip them, basically. And that's important for two reasons. One, you can do more stuff in your suitcase. And two, if you're on a tarmac and it starts raining, especially in southern, like Florida and Texas, if there's thunder lightning, they will stop being able to load, and your luggage will sit out on a tarmac 
with pouring down rain and it will all get drenched. And if you have your clothes in plastic bags, and I also recommend hardcover luggage for the same reason. You want your clothes protected. You don't want your camera wet. You don't want your luggage. You don't want everything all wet. So I tell people about my plastic bag trick. I tell people about using a hard luggage. I also tell women, particularly with your sandals, I've had a bad experience where I've had TSA will open your bags, go through it, and perhaps one of your sandals will fall out of the suitcase and you will get to your destination and have one shoe, which Mm. I've had. That's happened to me. (laughs) So I take a luggage tag and I put my shoes together, especially sandals, and then the luggage tag actually has my address and telephone number and all my information for them to find their way back to me, hopefully eventually. (laughs) But I have found having those sandals strapped together with a luggage tag really helps to ensure they get to their final destination. That's some of the tricks I do for packing. For airlines, I tell people real good trick. I actually have a group on Facebook and I have a blog where I log a blog about this too. There are better times to buy your tickets based on the destination. Mm. Um, For example, Europe and Bahamas, sometimes 260 days is kind of the magic number before travel. So Mm. start looking about 260 days before you're going to travel for those destinations. Canada is a little little easier. It could be anywhere from about three months to 70 days. That's kind of your prime. So I kind of know tips and tricks about when to buy your airline ticket where you're going. Mm. Europe, for example, I get really good rates, really good. My trips from Los Angeles to Florence, Italy was $570 round trip on Lufthansa. So those kind of international flights, travel agent can really help you with better, especially if you have the flexibility to leave on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. You're always going to save money booking on a Tuesday or a Wednesday and flying on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. So that's a couple of hacks I try to tell people. So wait, let me pause for a sec there. Now you had said before that if you're going to have a group going somewhere... That you can actually put a deposit down and not pay for all of it. Absolutely. Up front. Is that Absolutely. true? That's true. So gr- a group technically for airlines is usually 10. It has to be okay. 10 people or more. That is technically a group. And what's awesome about many of the airlines, I've done this quite a bit, they will allow your group, each person to put down $100. Sometimes it's $135. It's, not, it's minimal. And that will hold their place on that flight. And then they have like 30 or 60 days before travel to pay the remainder. I've set up destination right. weddings. So this is really popular and it with keeps destination. the same price though. and everybody's on the same plot and it's on the right. same flight same price they travel together yeah so so groups and also my, my group to Dominican Republic in May it was a destination wedding I want to think that their flights were in the three four hundred dollars a person round wow. trip I know for sure I had a honeymoon couple that was three hundred and twenty five dollars to Puerto Vallarta pretty great rates when you're talking group it's mm-hmm. re- it really does save a ton of money I, sorry, I just started daydreaming. You're like, I'm going go to go <laughs> to... Puerto Vallarta is my favorite, so that's a great getaway. I, I know she'll never listen to this, so this is okay. But my 10-year anniversary is coming up this year. Ah. And I'm like, well, maybe I should do something kind of special for my wife and go and do something, do like a vow renewal or something, right? Yeah. So I'm like, maybe we could do this. Do I want to go back to Thailand? Because we really love Thailand. But do I want to try something different that's kind of close to like, the same climate and stuff like that? Like. What do you think of Puerto Vallarta? It's one of my favorites. It's a lot closer, right? Exactly. Um, Easy flights. So you know what happens when your spouse or your wife or whatever doesn't listen to your podcast? Their friends listen to it and then they tell them what you said. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. That's podcast hack for all of you out there. (laughs) Podcast hack. Your wife's friends will listen to your podcast. And then they'll say, hey, Jeremy's thinking of taking you to Thailand. Whatever. And now you got to follow through. Julie, make sure you get Jeremy's card before <laughs> I sure you leave. Because he's on the hook now. She can call me too. That happens a lot. 
<laughs> that works. So you've mentioned a couple times that you, you're an active blogger. You yes. do the travel blog and stuff like yeah. that. Where can people find you? Julie'sTravelBlog.com. That's where I talk about the destinations. I provide tips and tricks. I love being able to, I blog a lot on airplanes, actually. When I find myself on a five or six or 12 hour flight, right. that's a great time to write blogs. So yeah, juliestravelblog.com. Perfect. And if they want to maybe talk to you about booking a trip out of the country, how would that work? Absolutely. So both my blog and my website, allplantravel.com, are both ways that you can get a hold of me and be able to um, set up a 30-minute free consultation. And by the way, everything is free with me because I'm paid by the hotels and airlines and tour companies. So there's no behind-the-scene fees of any way. So that's, that's a good thing. But yeah, certainly through my website, they can find me. My telephone number is on it. They can text me. I have a Facebook, All Plan Travel. So I pretty much own the All Plan Travel. It's Instagram, Facebook, website, all of it, because I've been hanging around with Matt too long. Nice. (laughs) And so you say you get paid by the hotels, right? Correct. And like I had someone ask me before, and I was like, well, you don't have to pay for a travel agent, right? And they're like, well, then they must charge more. But the hotel, if you book through Expedia or something, they have to pay Expedia anyway. Correct. They're going to pay somebody. They're paying somebody. They're just not getting the service on Expedia. Yeah, but they're paying you instead of paying like the automated system on Expedia or one of their partner sites or, you know, nothing against Expedia, honestly. I mean, I just, I use it to book flights sometimes and and there's a bunch of other travel sites out there, absolutely, right? Absolutely. I think Expedia pretty much owns them all at this point, right? Yeah. Didn't they Expedia's, buy like Orbitz and, yeah. and whatever the other one and, was? And the interesting thing about Expedia and a lot of those is they are travel partners. We have the opportunity to book Expedia packages. Right. Now, I personally choose not to because if there's a problem, I don't want to call a call center that maybe is outside the United States. Their service is not great. So I want to make sure that when I set up a travel package for any of my clients, I find the very best travel supplier for that destination that has great on-ground support. So nothing against them. They're, they're, I mean, I could use them, and I do. I do use them for some clients. But yeah, I, I just it's a level of support and on-the-ground assistance that I demand for my clients. Right. And you yeah. want that, especially when you're in another country and maybe people there speak another language that you don't. It's yeah. pretty difficult to figure things out when you can't talk to anybody. Exactly. Exactly. So that's all I've got. Thank Great. you. You're welcome. So much for coming and like making me daydream. I'm seriously, I'm sitting over here thinking about different vacations that I can take or should take or want to take or whatever the case is. So it's really good to know that you put people back into a, a process that's kind of been automated by, you know, Expedia and Kayak or Absolutely. wherever, right? Thank you again for joining us. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Julie. You're sure welcome. It was my pleasure, you guys. Have a great day. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Markoff. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Join us next week as we talk about short-term rental management with Corey Tickner from iTrip Vacations. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson, mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.